0: The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello, I'm Peter Strachan. Welcome to Stockheads Rock Yarn. Kaiser Reef is a junior gold producer from an old high-grade mining area in Victoria. The company has been mining some remnant stopes at sort of 8 to 10 grams a tonne of gold, and his drilling results from below previous mined areas have shown narrow veins grading from near an ounce to over 10 ounces of gold per tonne from a mine that had a historic head grade of just below one ounce per tonne. Here to update us on the company's activities, we're pleased to welcome its Managing Director, Jonathan Downs. Thanks for joining us today at Stockhead, Jonathan. What's the history of gold mining at the A1 mine, and can you locate that operation for the subscriber? Well, good morning, Peter. Um, Yes, the history of the A1 mine is actually a
1: very rich history. Uh, It was discovered in 1861 and put in production very quickly. It has I think it holds the distinction of possibly being the longest continuously running mine in in Australian history. Um, it's been running almost continuously since 1861, and um, uh, it is a very unusual ore body. It's um, it's it's very high grade. It's a it's a diorite plug, and it's shot full of very high grade quartz veins that. Um, that, that we mine with a team of, of just under a hundred people and uh, that that uh, it makes for um, I think this year about a 13 gram average head grade recovered at the mill so um, a very rich um, a very rich little little gold mine
0: yeah so what's the nearest town well it's based um, near
1: a place called Gaffney's Creek which is a very very small town but the next I guess Close regional centre is Mansfield, so we're in the high country of, of Victoria, which is you know a real bush ranger country. It's rugged um, and and it's it's high um, during winter. Some of the the workers have to carry chainsaws in their car if a tree falls across the road covered in snow. So it's <laughs> yeah. it's quite interesting uh, location.
0: Yeah, bit bit different from the outback of Western Australia. So how did Kaiser Reef acquire that project, and what work's been done? so far to rehabilitate the mine and the processing facility yes so we listed
1: in um uh 2000 and we purchased the mine in 2001 we've been running it for over two years now and it was purchased through a complex administration process uh and um it, it it was a quite a mess of an operation and um no one had drilled it for many years and um the administrators were operating it but it was a very uh, small hand-to-mouth operation uh, probably more to facilitate a sale than anything although it was profitable during the administrator's ownership so we bought it um along with some other assets including a processing plant near um, at a place called malden which is in between ballarat and bendigo and um a large uh, gold field there and um it was a long, protracted process to, to uh, settle the, the acquisition, uh, particularly after we just listed an exploration company. So uh, it, was a, it was a tough job uh, with regards to the ASX and lawyers, as you can imagine. And um, since then, yeah. we've invested an enormous amount of money you know, um, refurbishing both the plant, elements of the mine. Uh, most recently, we've invested very heavily in a major power upgrade that um, took a little longer than we planned and cost a little more, which I guess is no surprise in the current environment. Um, but that will give us, um, I guess, as much power as we need to take the mine much deeper and last us many, many more years. So um, that power requirement is is used for not only operating the equipment, but also ventilation. And um, yeah. the old timers took the mine down about 700 metres below surface, but... Um, they had real trouble um, ventilating the mine at that depth and, and it got to the point where if they did a blast, it would take three days before they could enter it again to, for the fumes to dissipate enough uh, for them to extract the ore. So uh, that was really why um, uh, it, it, li- it got limited to the depth it, it was at. Um, and, and since then, uh, miners... Including us have been really remnant mining, just taking legacy legacy ore, and like I said, that legacy ore is still running at thirteen grams a ton, which is which is pretty exciting. But um, yeah, we are literally knocking on the door of uh, basically the virgin unmined material below us.
0: Yeah, I see you've had some pretty good results from drilling below the existing workings, and also uh, finding new uh, unknown. Uh, mineralized reefs as well, so there's quite a bit of uh, excitement there as you as you get down into these sort of virgin areas. What's, you know, before you began or, or as you've worked through this, have you built up some sort of estimate of mineral resources for the project? Well, we've we've toyed
1: around with some internal numbers, but nothing that would pass the York muster, um, unfortunately, yeah. and, and the, the reason for that is just the nature of mineralization, which is similar to the Norseman uh, gold mine in the old days um these um chaotic vein arrays make it very difficult to um uh, to predict where things are and and yeah. we drill we we drill for structure and mine for grade we we reach out with the drilling and target areas and if we get a few holes into one area we model the general trend of the veins and um we we will push a drive out and sometimes these drives are are somewhat exploratory and um uh, it's amazing what you find sometimes we make discoveries on the way to where the drill hits have hit something we find other other quartz veins that are um, have visible gold in them so um yeah it, it makes it very problematic to come up with a proper um jaw compliant resource but we certainly yeah. have a handle on where certain veins are and where we think they continue and we'll we'll uh, put some drill holes out there and test that and we, we get to a certain level of internal confidence with a very talented geological team and um yeah and then sit down with um uh, uh, an equally talented group of mining engineers and and we mine um many different styles to to you know i guess um fit the purpose f- for each load i mean normally it's it's terror that strikes you in the heart if a mining company says it going to change a mining technique it means something pretty terrible is going on but in our case, we use probably every different type of mining technique there is yeah. to to mine this ore body, depending on each load's orientation and geometry.
0: That's right. Yeah, sometimes they're vertical. And so I remember get, being underground at Norseman and it, the o, o, ore body would be sort of white, pure quartz, vertical, nothing in it. And then it would go horizontal and all of a sudden it'd be two ounces per ton, you know, and you just had to know where the gold was located. So I guess... Through experience, that's how your miners and engineers are finding it. That's right. It's a very similar
1: process. But what is exciting is that the historical production that the old-timers mined was um, about 26 grams per tonne, and their rudimentary um, battery-crushing techniques and, and extraction of the gold left about 3 grams a tonne in the tailings as well. So yeah. um, if you back-calculate that, that's, that's a head grade of, of 29 to, to 30 grams per tonne uh, of what what we're hoping to see going forward. Um, yeah. And yeah, we'll probably take bigger cuts using modern mining equipment, so our grade won't be that high. But yes. yeah, we're expecting an uplift as, as we progress. And and with with our processing plant, we um, we routinely get 98% recovery.
0: Yeah, it's high recoveries. And what is the process there? Obviously, you crush and grind it, but and, and what but most of the gold, I would imagine, comes out through uh, gravity? Well, surprisingly um, not. We don't have a
1: gravity circuit at our mill, despite having a very coarse gold. Um, We actually um, put it all straight into the uh, cyanide leach circuit, so we run a standard, modern CIP plant. And um, that's only running at at 20% capacity or thereabouts, so um, we have a huge capacity to toll treat other parties or should uh, explorers go that next step. But... um, some of the coarse gold um, can be the size of match heads, for example, will take up to two weeks to leach in the circuit.
0: But from a security point of view, I guess it's better to do
1: it that way. That's that's right. That works very well. We do have a problem in that um, the coarse gold acts a bit like um, plasticine and can get hammered into the walls and liners of our mill circuit. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when we clean out the mill, sometimes we can lose up to thirty percent of our gold for uh, for a whole month. It'll get trapped in the liners until we clean it out next time. So, you know, it's yeah, it's not lost. But it almost works like an emergency capital raise for us. We can clean out the mill and get a couple <laughs> of million more.
0: Yeah, I worked in Bougainville, and every time they changed the liners, uh, it actually was a they got a big forty uh, four gallon drums full of really concentrated gold from behind the liners. So, uh, and when you're dealing in that sort of grade. Say so you just get plates of gold behind the the liners. Yes, absolutely. So, how many people are employed by the company, and you know, in the mining and the processing? Well, as as a group, we've got um, almost a hundred people, and um, yeah. uh, the vast majority
1: of those are employed on the actual mine site.
0: So, I noticed in your quarterly, the uh, Kaiser Reef was breaking even at the A1 operation through the June quarter of '23 and its pace of production has kept ramping up through july what's the potential for tons processed and gold production going forward you know once you get into the virgin areas and how will the company allocate funding through into 2024 you know if
1: if if any listeners are interested if they go back to our september quarter last year that was a that was a a great quarter we had um a good head grade, and we we ended up with an all-in sustaining cost of around $1,300 Australian per ounce, and gold's just crossed 3000 We We just sold yeah. gold over $3,000 yesterday, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so there's a huge margin potential there. At that point, we, uh, we'd been formulating a plan to increase our production rate from about 2,000 to 2,500 tonnes per month. Uh, we were we were planning on how we could actually get our operations up to around four thousand and beyond, and really the primary bottleneck was this um, power upgrade that was limiting our ventilation and our truck and uh, operational equipment ability. So um, I think we added three and a, well, over three million dollars in that quarter um, into our bank accounts. Um, we decided to roll up our sleeves and embark on this this expansion. And, and that involved a lot of drilling and a lot of um, development to open up new areas for mining so that we could, once the power was installed, we could actually um, uh, had working faces to actually extract the gold as well. And that big investment was pretty much uh, completed in, um, in the last week of May, um, which, you know, I'm just getting my head right, in, in the last week of May. So... So this will be the this this quarter coming will be the first quarter where we've had um, our increase increased production rate uh, and we're yep. seeing some records falling you know we're seeing um, uh, we are getting up to four and a half thousand uh, tons mined per month now and um, where we've poured our biggest um, gold pour, which we put an ASics release about very recently that uh, you know for a weekly just gold
0: in circuit gold pour so things are starting to go the right direction. So you've got multiple uh, working, you've got multiple working zones now to uh, extract ore from.
1: Uh, yes, that's right. We've always had a few, but we've got more than ever now, and um, and that's important because with these these vein systems, we had one one load we were mining that was running forty nine grams a ton, which was fabulous, and and another one was was uh, disappointingly running at, at six grams per ton. So. Um, You never really quite know what combinations you're going to get on every given month with a huge degree of certainty, but um, the the geologists have a a pretty good handle on where it is. There'll there'll be
0: vagaries in there. So, what do you think, uh, Jonathan? The capacity for this mine is uh, on a sort of steady state. Is you know you're up at around four thousand five hundred tons a month. Um, You know, could you sort of do six or even eight thousand tons a month? And what sort of grade? You know, uh, on average, over a twelve-month period, might you expect? It, it's it's certainly theoretically possible. Um, I think
1: we we're we're going to really bed down the operations at four thousand for a while. Yep. Um, it won't be the tons that gives us an increase in production. Um, it will be opening up the next level beyond the twenty-three level, and and if we can get the head grade to go from, um, you know, I, like I said, this year's thirteen grams a ton if we can get that uh, closer to the 20 gram a ton mark our costs won't increase obviously that will just be pure um, uh, pure profit so we're not actually um, a a company that's targeting ounces of production or tons of production so much as um, gold and margins and um, and, uh, you know in September of 22 we we had a 13 we had an over a thousand dollar margin in fact $1500 margin if we can get to to um, 15,000, 20,000 ounces per annum and maintain that with that kind of a margin we'd, we'd be um, making some serious revenues.
0: Yeah. So on the exploration front, Jonathan, you've got activities around Malden uh, and Union Hill in Victoria. So what's the, the exploration project plan? Yes. So so
1: that's, that's a very exciting project for us. Um, Malden... Uh, was a, a fabulous mine in its heyday. It was home to the Nuggety Reef mine, which uh, produced just checking the number here. It's hundred and sorry, three hundred and one thousand ounces at one hundred and eighty-seven grams a ton. So that's six ounces Oof. per ton. Um, I think that makes it the um, I guess highest grade um, global gold mine uh, for for a, you know a serious tonnage. Um, and to put that in perspective, that all sat within 50,000 tonnes of ore. So that would go through our mill in a, in a quarter and generate, um, I think, something like um, $800 million. So uh, that would be a rather extraordinary outcome if we could find another one of those. And that's, that's what we're looking towards. Um, that occurs on an unusual contact zone with the Harcourt granite, which has created a, an, a, an alteration and remobilization of gold. And uh, we believe enriched it. So there's, there's a huge potential to explore that down plunge. But, but the Maldon Goldfield itself produced 2.1 million ounces at um, 28 grams per tonne. And uh, some of the loads, um, uh, the biggest load of all was the German Reef, which um, was a, I think it was a 200-metre long drive, about two and a half metres wide, running 16 grams a tonne, when they hit a fault that filled the mine and no one has gone back and drilled under it or explored it so uh, we're very excited by by the concept of getting back into that now they ceased mining that with um, you know leather pumps and ponies rather than um, modern dewatering which is what we do at the moment we, we dewater that mine and we provide um, fresh uh, potable water to um, the local district uh, for farmers for farm use so um, we have no troubles uh, maintaining a dry mine now with modern technology, and that that uh, historic mine in Victoria. And this is really important for Victorian operations. It's on a granted mining license, and um, we actually part of our license conditions are that we have to exploit ore from that mine each year and process it. Okay.
0: Yeah. So just to finish up, Jonathan, what do you, what do you expect the news flow um, for the rest of the year and into twenty twenty four both from the A1 mine which we've spoken about extensively but also your exploration program around Malden. Um Well we, we do have
1: a, a diamond rig operating at the A1 right now so we'll continually deliver um, high grade drill results and um, I think we'd pull out some of the highest grade drill results in Australia um, which you will have you've seen um, including you know 4.4 meters at 118, 12 meters at 24 and four meters at 68 some really fabulous numbers so I believe that news flow is likely to continue. I don't see any reason why the is not going to be quite high grade as well uh, going forward. Um, I think our quarterly production will start to um, really deliver. We're one of the rare, we're we're a tiny company, our market cap's only um, $26 million and and we don't go back to market regularly to raise capital. We're, um, you know, generating revenues so, so that'll be exciting news flow too, I think, just the quarterly reports. And then um, sure. we're looking for solutions and, and timing and um, currently have some drill applications into commence drilling at Union Hill again and um, trying to unlock yep. that. Um, it's, it's produced 2 million ounces of gold. The whole bottom of it is covered in high-grade drill results. Uh, so it is open-ended, and I, I really don't see why it's not got another million ounces or two um, below it.
0: Yeah, well, Jonathan, that's going to be pretty exciting for your shareholders to see the ongoing improvements in profitability at A1 and also the planned exploration around Melbourne. So thanks for coming into Stockhead today to talk to us at Rock Yarn. And we'll be uh, watching very closely over the next uh, six to 12 months as things progress in Victoria. Thanks once again. Thank you very much, Peter. Good to talk. Bye-bye.